Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show about football in Texas that is happening today. That's the name of the. Wow, is that how you came down up the with the etymology name? of the uh, um, of, of the word? Never would have figured that one out. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today, driving this yacht this tanker <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it on you because then you just word vomit <laughs> is the duchess of the dorks it's ashley pickle hello ashley pickle howdy how are you i'm doing well how are you you don't mean that nah. yeah i was gonna say you don't care <laughs> uh do we have first four through the door we sure do it was aaron flynn Stephen, cassie matthew mcspadden and rob hadaway welcome in guys also here in studio the is our Gretz. very our very good friend. Some might say our best friend. Wow. Not me. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Um, well, but know, I some. Could tell. <laughs> some. Some might say. Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Um, besides me, like you're definitely in, like, as far as appearances on this show, you're definitely like fourth place. Nice. Right? Because, or at least in the, yeah. the post Poochie era. Okay. It's m- like, it's me, you, ish, ish. And, then, and then you. Nice. So That's I've it. taken over the lead from Step then. Probably. Yes, you've definitely been on the show more than Step. Step cool. doesn't come in very often. Step has a lot of president business stuff he's Step's doing lately. Step's got big boy, big boy business stuff. But I haven't been invited to do more shows. Oof. That's true. Doses. That's Small doses. Yeah, I, I like I'm fine I, with that. I, I enjoy my Greg Powers in doses. We could we could do a uh, a recruiting mailbag. We did expand into more recruiting video features Mm -hmm. this year, so we are doing a a little bit more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's all very exciting. Today is Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. Super Wednesday. Uh, 267 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 915. (laughs) 915, (laughs) the number of innings pitched from John Matlack in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That is actually a guy who, how many, where does he rank all time? 
as far as Rangers innings pitch because he's gonna be up there. He's um, yeah, he's twelfth all time. Uh, only b- he's behind Darren Oliver and ahead of Danny Darwin for innings pitch. That's a guy who played for the Rangers for a long time. On wow. <laughs> on today's show, friends, uh, it's this week in recruiting. We're talk recruiting with Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete. Uh, all the latest news and notes from the recruiting world, and then. We're going to get an expanded version of Final Thoughts because Ashley texted me last night and said, I have a question. (laughs) And she hasn't told me what it is. And now I'm scared. The only thing I know is that it does not have to do with Dwight Schrute. Yeah, I texted him. I said, hey, I've got a a question for the pre-show tomorrow. Fair warning. And he says, does it have to do with Dwight Schrute? And I was like, Okay, (laughs) a fair question, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Mostly. I was going to say, we reference the office. I would say, I mean – Anywhere between three and, what, seven times a day. I would say that. So, yeah, no, completely understandable. Yeah. So, we'll have that to look forward to coming up at the back half of the show. But for now, I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. That so crusty. <laughs> it's This Week in Recruit. So what? Crusty. Nice. That's a term. It's It's what the kids say now. Explain it to me. Crusty, like it was just kind of like a, you know, no, not a term you're familiar with. I feel like power powers has. I know crusty. I mean, that's the thing at the end of the end of pizza, I pizza know, crust. I know crusty. Crusty is the clown. And if it's crusty, there's more crust. Right. I don't know. <laughs> no, I congratulations know on derailing the show, Ashley. Uh, that's what I'm here for. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Uh, follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1 and see his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. I have been, like, immersed in your world this week. Wow. Because I am working <laughs> on a, pe- uh, a piece for the magazine. Which you're going to say that it's your recruiting piece, and now I know that you write page one to the last page. That's how you write the magazine. Because Correct. that's in the front. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing, but it's the, it's very, uh, labor intensive. I'm doing that recruiting between the numbers thing, right. which is always really fun to do. But the only way that you can do it is literally going and inputting all of the info manually for all the signees at all 130 FBS teams. Although technically it's 127 because Air Force, Army, and Navy don't have NLIs, right? right? So 127, uh, <laughs> FBS teams. And I've got to tell you. And don't you love wolf. when Kansas State lists all of the walk-ons with all of the signings on their Oh, website? yeah. No, they've got that. And then there's also – they've had a couple – was it Kansas State? I think Kansas State – yeah, Kansas State has a gray shirt. And I haven't seen a gray right. shirt in a minute, like at the FBS. Yeah. Like, it was, it was bizarre. Gray shirt is a player who uh, doesn't sign a letter of intent in the signing period, walks – on at the program and then gets a scholarship the following January. Under the un- yeah, usually there's the understanding that he will enroll maybe second semester. Right. And then he will, like, the understand, the wink, wink, nod, nudge, nudge is that, oh, we'll put you on scholarship yep. then. It happens the fo- usually the following January. Yes. Unless something were to open up beforehand, they right. might give it to you, maybe. Anyway, so that's th- I've been immersed in, in that world and uh, just discovering all of these players who signed all yeah, over the place. UTEP was another interesting website this year for that because they had like 35 people listed on their website, but only sort through which ones are. You probably signings. you is at the bottom of the list for you. Probably started yeah. you started A's. Uh, and no, I'm going conference co- by conference. So I, gotcha. I did the ACC, I did the Big 12, and now I'm on the Big 10. So anyway, uh, let's talk this week in recruiting. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. You see this at TexasFootball.com. 
But we will start with our prospect on the rise. It is Argyle tackle Jack Tucker. Jack Tucker. Tucker. Uh, he picked up a pair of new Power 5 offers, uh, one from the SEC in the form of Auburn and one from the Pac-12 in the form of Cal. This goes along with a handful of other offers, uh, including in-state offers from Texas Tech, uh, Baylor, and North Texas, as well as uh, out-of-state offers from places like USC, Ole Miss, Purdue, Washington State, Illinois. Uh, I, I got to say that with a... This guy strikes me, and I watched a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit of his film coming uh, before we came on. This is a guy that his frame certainly looks like you can hang even more weight on it. Uh, I Definitely. feel like that's a, that's a big reason why everybody's after Jack Tucker Vargas. And I think uh, as he projects, he could probably play some left tackle, but I kind of like him as a big uh, right tackle projection, a guy who can really maul you in the run game, set the edge, open up some lanes for a powerful, fast-paced rushing attack. Uh, and a guy who's only going to get bigger and better as he matures because you can see him going through drills here at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 in Dallas, and you can see that he has uh, the frame to easily hold that weight. He's already a big boy, you know, 270-ish pounds, uh, but he walked away with uh, MVP honors at that camp, and I have to tell you it was a pretty salty O-line group there, so he had a really good day uh, in the drills and going through the one-on-one -on -one competitions as well. Um, pretty good offers coming in for him now, you know, because you're talking about school like Auburn this week, who's really starting to flex its muscle in the Lone Star State and target a lot of prospects. So that's a, a new school here. Not a new school, but they're definitely recruiting Texas uh, much more fervently with some of the staff members that they've filled, filled roles with there as assistants. Um, Blake Gideon being mm -hmm. one of those guys who's in the area uh, pretty hard now, uh, making his presence known um, in the state of Texas because he's Tucker's one of those guys that's going to continue to add him. I think he's got 13, 14 offers now already. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you too, like he, you can tell he's tall in this in this video, but he was one of those like I had to. He didn't even like fit on our backdrop because yeah. he was so tall. Like I had to angle the camera up, and you could <laughs> definitely see the ceiling of the practice facility. The kids. Really, really tall. Six, six, two, sixty-five. Right. Yeah, he was. I was like, "Wow, you're a, you're a big guy." That's a big boy. That's when we talked about this in the past, he's a legit. Yeah, like bona fide six six. He's yeah. a big six six. Yeah. yeah, and the hair. I mean, the hair too. He looks about <laughs> six eight with the hair. He's not like six five and a quarter, and we're gonna round up. This is like a legit Jin, six yeah. six. So Jack Tucker from Argyle to tackle a name to know in our prospect. Argyle's gonna be pretty good next year again. I think they got oh, three yeah. got two yep. two big linemen up front and Jasper Lott. So they're gonna be not pretty to, dominant. In yeah, the not to game. please pick up the magazine, but uh, they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be a lot different. Um, I think that they are going to last. The past couple of years, they've been. Um, they've they've. I think thrown the ball more uh, because they've had Bohogaboom. Right. And now I, I get the feeling that they're going to go back to kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, but like Nick Ralston, what we've always kind of known Argyle right. for, which they've, they've had great quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. But like when I think of Argyle football, I'm like, that's smash mouth football. They're right. going to run the ball and run the ball physically. And it seems like with a guy like Jack Tucker up front and, and a fair number of other outstanding playmakers, they should be able to do that. Let's get to our commit of the week. We did have a commit. Nice. Oh my gosh. 2021, uh, Richmond George Ranch wide receiver Javon Gibson. Uh, Javon Gibson has made his selection. He had offers from Houston, Iowa State, Northwestern, and Tulsa, but he has made his decision to play for Baylor. Uh, the Bears pick up a commitment from George Ranch wide receiver Javon Gibson, uh, and this is a guy who, fair to call him a burner? Yeah. He's, that's, 
that's probably the best way to describe him. He's a guy who's a bona fide track athlete, um, state qualifier in the relays over there uh, last year, uh, bringing a lot to the table. You know, he he doesn't get a tremendous amount of opportunities in the passing game at George Ranch, but when he does get one, he really takes advantage of it. And I think he's one of those type of guys who uh, will only continue to make his mark as he gets more touches. You know, and he's mm. probably one of these guys that you know about – and now because he's committed to Baylor, people in the area are going to know even more about him when they play George Ranch. Uh, but you're really going to know him by the end of next season, his senior year, when he kind of flexes or blows up st stats-wise. Yeah. I mean, he's one of these guys who I think has a pretty big impact out on the field as a senior. And yeah. I think George – and George, keeping in line with Argo, I think George Ranch is a team that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it's fair to assume that they're going to be that they're going to be pretty good, um, you know, because look, they've obviously got great pedigree, but this is uh, especially they have uh, a number of outstanding playmakers like Javon Gibson, who uh, let's see, I pull he caught 29 passes for 637 yards and nine touchdowns as a junior uh, last year. He was their leading receiver, right? Um, their leading receiver. But, you know, the issue he's was, a thousand yard. He's a thousand yard talent. And I want to give Baylor fans kind of like a. Warning, I guess. You're going to look at his 40 time and see that he ran a 4.71 last mm -hmm. year. Um, don't put a lot of stack in that because he is one of those guys who's a long strider, fast in the 200, 400. He's one of the vertical type of guys that he may not get out of the gates with his first two steps as fast as some of these other guys, but as he generates that first two step speed, that 40 time is going to come down significantly. This dude can run. Don't pay attention to the 40. That's interesting, especially on the heels of the NFL Combine where right. we've been paying way too much attention. Uh, to 40 times. Uh, Greg Powers and XL Lapley joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. It's probably a name that people know now. Uh, yeah. It is Duncanville quarterback uh, Chris Parson. Of course, uh, Chris Parson was thrust into the 6A Division One state championship game against Galena Park North Shore with the injury to Jaquin Jackson. I thought he acquitted himself fairly well, considering Same. considering yeah. this considering the stage. Uh, Kid I think, doesn't look 14 either. I think he. I think <laughs> you know overall uh, that was about as good as you could have expected from a freshman making his first ever start on the biggest stage on right. national television. Um, he has picked up an offer from Iowa uh, after an unofficial visit to the school over the weekend. He already has offers from Kansas and Illinois State. Uh, and as the guy who it seems like, and I don't want to tell, um, I, I don't want to tell Coach uh, Coach Samples, who's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, uh, what to do. But he seems like he's going to be the starter this, this this coming year, or at least going to challenge for that. Uh, and it's easy to see why he's already blowing up, despite the fact uh, that he only threw 38 passes last year. Right. Scored six touchdowns as a freshman, which that's big time for Duncanville. There's not a lot of guys who get a step on the field as a freshman at that level for that school that has that much talent in it. Uh, but really, to me, he's the underclassman of the week for a reason that people may read this article or listen to this podcast and not um, – put this connect these dots mm -hmm. so to speak he picked up an offer from Iowa mm -hmm. which is not a dual threat quarterback school no you know so they're offering him a scholarship based on his throwing ability and ability as a pure pocket passer and that to me is eye-opening in a way because his offer list right now with Kansas on it you know Les Miles has a system at Kansas that we can't say this is exactly what they want to do he doesn't have his players in there but traditionally the Les Miles offense isn't a dual-threat offense either. Yeah. So this is a dual-threat guy who's picking up offers from schools, P5 schools, who want him for his arm. Right. And here's your sign. 
if you're a school that wants a dual threat quarterback that can throw and is picking up P5 offers from teams that want a quarterback who can throw, offer Chris Parson, it's not going to be long before he has 25 offers. Right. He's a national talent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a guy who I think was just kind of thrust into the spotlight earlier than he was supposed to be, right? Right. And, uh, you know, I think we all kind of watched that, that going into that state championship game. We were all wondering, like, man, you know, this is a freshman. I know he's, you know, we'd heard how talented he is and things like that. But, like, what are you going to, you know, how, how do you how do you expect him to play? And, and again, I thought that that was uh, impressive. You know, right. he didn't blow, you know, he didn't outplay Demetrius Davis, but okay. <laughs> like, who? <laughs> there's not a whole lot of guys in the state who are going to outplay Demetrius Davis. Well, I mean, Davis, Davis has team. a chance to be the best one of maybe even right behind Kyler Murray if they win a state championship next year again. I mean, legend may, status. Yeah, let maybe the second best quarterback in the history of Texas high school football. That argument could be made sure. if they win the championship again next year. I mean, just look at this tape. Parson reminds me of JT Barrett, who, mm. you know, played at Ohio State for 15 years, but yeah. he, he put up a lot of numbers there. Right. You well, know? I think it's very telling, too, that he has this many regular season highlights for being behind well, Quentin Jackson. Right. You know, like, he was these getting a lot of really was, good. They yeah. were, well, and they were running in the twos pretty, pretty quickly right. there. But the and fact that, I mean, this is still – they're not just handing off the ball or having him well, do man, short screen look, passes. They're he's going. Well, and here's another thing, okay? And he, and this is maybe a small thing. But the fact that Chris Parson was the backup as a freshman right. is telling. Mm -hmm. That's telling that uh that he that basically Reginald Samples thought that a freshman was the second best quarterback they had at a school with more than 4,000 kids. Well, that is not hurting for quarterback. It's also telling that you Chris Parson don't even need the sub varsity reps. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't even need them. Right. That's exactly right. That that the reason you don't see a lot of freshmen play quarterback right. at, even in, as backups is because they want them in the in the JV system at the freshman level, whatever level they want them to be at. They want them getting reps. This is a vote of confidence from Reginald Samples to say, no, I'm going to be I'm going to make him our backup so that if our superstar quarterback does go down. We're, we think he's the second-best option. That's that's telling. So keep an eye on Chris Parson. You're, of course, going to hear his name a fair amount. And finally, let's get to our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week, we're going down to Austin. Austin LBJ cornerback Latrell McCutcheon uh, has decommitted from Alabama. He's a longtime Alabama commit, uh, but has, a, of course, a plethora of offers from places like Texas, uh, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Tech, Baylor. Um, he went on an unofficial visit to OU when he announced that he uh, – he, decommitted um is that a bridge too far is that to say uh is, is that is, is that connecting two dots that we shouldn't be connecting <laughs> i think that's a pretty strong correlation right they either did a really good job of saying at least you should consider us and open things back up today right won't you go ahead and do it while you're here on a visit yeah so i mean i i think that you can say that oh is going to be a strong player and let's just say let's go with the the simple way of saying OU is going to be a strong player for Latrell yes. McCutcheon. Yes, and, and a guy down there in the in the Austin area who I know has has made has made noise, a, a sure tackler at the cornerback position, a guy you don't feel uh, you're not worried about putting him on an island. It seems like. And they went eight and three last year at LBJ without Latrell because he was out with a knee injury. So he's picked up all these offers on sophomore tape and reputation. Yeah. So he's a big time guy that we didn't really get a strong look at last year in 2019. Who's going to be a game changer for a team that didn't have him that went eight and three so th 
they're going to use him, and they're going to use him on both sides of the football. He's close to being 100% healthy. We may get a chance to see some sneak peeks of him this spring, maybe in some camps or uh, combines or seven-on-seven events, possibly uh, state championships. Uh, I don't know, but hopefully we do uh, because I'm really excited about this kid because he's 6'1", 185 pounds, uh, true lockdown-style corner, and guys like that uh, are few and far between that can actually play on an island that have that type of length. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting, although he's going to hang around for the final segment of the show. So, uh, thanks for coming by, buddy. Anytime. Let's not do it next week, but the week after. Let's, yeah, let's we'll bring it back. That's fine. <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Yes, so we've, t- we've debated a lot about food obviously we have a lot of different food questions on like if is this food considered mm-hmm. like could it be considered this food and so i found another is a hot one. dog a sandwich basically yes. exactly we've had the conversation as to whether or not a burrito is a taco like we've had right. all of these debates i found another one okay. and the question is is a quesadilla a cheese quesadilla a grilled cheese i mean yeah. a grilled cheese is a sandwich right so you're asking if a quesadilla is a sandwich is a grilled cheese is a quesadilla a grilled cheese? Yeah, I mean, it, right? Like w- fundamentally, the idea behind a grilled cheese is that you are putting <laughs> cheese between bread and melting it, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is happening in a quesadilla that's different? So, I'm just listening to y'all's opinions. Do you disagree? I will tell you that in a minute. Okay. I want to hear Power's opinion. <sighs> is a quesadilla a grilled cheese? Yes, I'm, I'm going to say yes because I eat it similarly. I mean, I dip a grilled cheese in tomato soup, and I mm-hmm. dip a quesadilla in salsa, yeah. guacamole, cheese, whatever. So yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to go with I cut them in the same pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, bread's usually square, tortillas round. I cut them into fours. You know, mm-hmm. butterflies. Yeah, that's fine. Butterflies. Little butterflies. <laughs> I think so. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with uh, quesadillas, technically a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, I think so. I think technically it, it is. Uh, Ashley, are you I, are you on our side or no? I think it, this is another one of those things where I guess if you're breaking down the technicality of it, then yes, you could consider it a grilled cheese. But, again, it's the same type of thing that it's just – not that it's just not because it's just not like that's like there it's well, hard to make like technically yes it is a grilled you right you technically make it technically i'm right which is the best kind of right yes is being technically right so yeah. what about a quesadilla uh, you can't have a quesadilla without cheese right case right. that's like the right de- yeah that's the, that's the defining so that's, if you yeah. take the cheese out of the quesadilla then it's a tortilla tortilla yeah or a burrito yeah right so it has to have the cheese. So therefore, yeah, it's, it's, it's a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. It's grilled yeah. cheese, and it's like, yeah, and I think, yeah, it's like you want to, like you want to say no, like automatically. I think Powers is definitely like, no, a quesadilla is a quesadilla, and a grilled cheese is a grilled cheese, just because that's the way that things are. It's kind of like the, uh, why is February having extra? Well, I was the only the one who went with the hot dog as a sandwich because you're not going to or, and my point I think is valid is that when you order a hot dog, it comes with bread. You yes. don't get, you know, people say, well, a, the actual hot dog isn't a sandwich. It's mm-hmm. a piece of meat. But when you order a hot dog, it comes, the bread is assumed. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a hot dog. You have to order it hot dog, no bun. Right. Um, have you guys heard the snail hypothetical? No. Okay. Because this reminded me of that. 
I offer you $10 million right now. You can have $10 million. But for the rest of your life, there is a snail that's chasing you. Okay? It moves like a snail, moving at a snail's pace. That's where the phrase comes from. Okay. Uh, snail's pace. And if it touches you, you die. Uh, if you ever, if you get touched by the snail, you die. Do you take the ten million dollars? There's too many unknowns. Like, how far does the snail start away from me? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's going after you at all times. Do I get a head start from the snail? Um, it, uh, like, if you do, we start at the same spot, like on day one, and I can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're me and Snail are equal distance uh, apart, and then I get a go. Let's just say it starts. It starts downstairs, right? It starts at the it starts at the entrance. So well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like you could, if you were a distance runner, you could take off and run um, a marathon, and then you could be away from the snail for a very long time. You can also get in your car. But but that's the thing is technically, if Snail is always there, you can't drive, you can't fly because you can't get up and move. Like you can't She's get up and move deep. around. Why not? Because the pilot says no, you have to stay in your seat, so you can't you oh, can't so you're go saying anywhere. That if you were to be on the plane with the snail, yeah, like if the snail were to somehow outsmart you and hop on the plane before you, like could I get be, and you they were sealed up, you'd be screwed. Yeah, could I get ten million dollars, move to Australia and leave snail back here? Because no, it would eventually, me, it would have, yeah, but it would eventually show up in the country, like it would hop on its own plane. It's a sentient snail. <laughs> I don't think it's worth. I don't think it's. Have worth you ever it. seen the movie? Have you ever seen the movie It Follows? No. It's like that. It's an age-appropriate question too, because you know, if you're older, you'd be like, "Well, yeah, I'd take ten million and yeah, and then retire." Use it. And yeah. yeah or, exactly. You know, I'm close. I, or I feel could like be I've got a death. lot, a lot of life to live. Yeah. By the way, you can't kill the snail. It's not like you can just salt it. Like well, you, you would touch like, it. Right. That's or you can just dump salt on it. But you would you have to. Do that. Well, it's an true. immortal snail. It's, it's an immortal sentient <laughs> snail. Uh, so does anybody say no? Is what the question? I think there are people who would say no. Um, because they wouldn't want to risk the death. Yes, you wouldn't want to risk it. Um, I just don't think I would like having the anxiety of where the snail of is at all the time. The it would like, be in the back of your head forever. Ever. For, like, you wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, the other thing, real fast, there was another question. Aaron so you got to be looking out for the snail. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. you got to be looking out for the snail because you can't say I left You never it. know where it's going to be. You never know yeah. where it's going to be. Because it could, it could hail How a How are path. you supposed to sleep? Right. You no, I don't. I would not take that. I don't. I don't want the snail. It's snail net. Duh. It's just like when Charlie asked how much cheese is too much cheese. You know, when you ask, you sleep with snail net. What do you have, Ashley? <laughs> um. Aaron Flynn asked, "Is salsa a soup?" No. You yeah, eat soup with a spoon. You would not eat salsa <laughs> alone. Yeah, Stop that's it. that's an easy no. No, that's a. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, you know, we could certainly talk about, like, is it a sauce? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is it a No, because taco sauce and salsa are two different things. Once you I blend agree. it into taco sauce, it's taco sauce. I agree with that. Anyway. Thought-provoking final thoughts. You're welcome. <coughs> <coughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TextFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Text football today.